0: I can do things at WED without asking anybody, even my Cody wife.
1: Island, world's biggest barrel of and fun. And anywhere else your imagination takes you. Okay, me. we've done that now. we we'll get the show now. hurry, hurry,
0: hurry. If anything's possible at Disneyland.
1: Welcome aboard the Themed Attraction Podcast, where we take you for a ride through the play-filled world of theme park design, that is. You've just set sail on a voyage of discovery and discussion with theme park industry masters of the craft. I'm your skipper, Freddie Martin, and drifting the river with me, as always, is theme park designer, master planner, and chief creative officer of Storyland Studios, Mel McGowan.
0: Where are we off to today, Mel? Well, I know you're always up for some fun, Freddie, but uh, today's going to be extra special because we're going head-to-head with one of the theme entertainment industry's top playologists. Denise Chapman Weston. Like a few of us in the industry, Denise has been thinking up ways to create fun for people ever since she was just a kid. She's developed tons of innovative attractions, introduced gamification in surprising ways and applications and created wet and wild play experiences for families around the world.
1: Yeah. And she's not afraid to turn the tables on an interviewer from time to time, as I found out myself. All right, folks, keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the boat. Cause this episode is about to leave the dock. Hit it, Sam. So... Mel, I love to play, as you said there in the intro. Uh, don't don't we all? We kind of grow up playing in the backyard and playing with our brothers and sisters and playing with the kids down the street until we grow up and play with our high school friends and get ourselves into trouble so, until it
0: gets beaten out of us. <laughs> oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even uh, told no. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't we don't like being told no. We just want to keep playing and uh, not come in when the uh, street lights come on. We want to keep playing. Um, I. Fun, fun, and play is sort of core to child development. You know, that's how they end up um, uh, learning how to do stuff with their own bodies, with their uh, minds. That's how they do it, and uh, I love that fact. So, um, I created a camp. I don't know if you know. I did this. I want to invite you someday. You got to yeah. get up there. But I created a camp called Camp Kokona. And uh, it's really uh, made for kids to play with their dads. It's uh, intended to be a one-on-one time with kids and dads. Well, the dads don't know it. They think it's um, meant for the kids. kids, But the truth is we want to get the dads out there playing because we recognize how important it is that kids see their dads and their parents and uh, the people around them still utilizing that wonderful aspect of life that we call play. Yep.
0: It's a, a powerful thing, and to me, that is comes to the core of our industry. You know, even with Walt Disney, kind of originally creating that place that he could figure out a way to get off the bench, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, do something where uh, he wasn't just a passive spectator watching his uh, his daughters playing, but you know, creating that that environment that uh, allows a dad to play with his daughters. And the power of play is something that. Uh, you know I've, I've thought about i'm actually uh, going to be speaking at, it at a aspire creative conference uh, in uh, just a few weeks the the, the idea that it re- you know does reach back down to our our core nature hmm. this idea i even i even think of um uh, the word play as recreation, yeah. uh, kind yeah. of, it renews us. It, it puts us back into that almost original kind of, you think of that primordial garden of Eden, create raw creation <laughs> state where you're just playing in the jungle. You're, you're, you're kind of, uh, you know, without abandon, you're able to connect face to face, eye to eye. Um, and again, in this, uh, increasingly digitally addicted, uh, screen-based world. Um, I know as a dad of a, of a few kids, um, almost anything I can do to to get their eyes off the screen, right, <laughs> you know, right, locked in with mine, uh, making memories together. Uh, I'll take any help uh, with that I can get. Uh, and obviously, uh, online gaming. There's lots of ways you can uh, play online and 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 be connected virtually and digitally. But that does not uh, change the, the the. I think the human want and need to to get out in three dimensional space and and actually recreate, connect, uh, and, and play together.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's what's so important. We, we tend to forget that the people that we live with are our most important playmates okay. um, and that uh, we should be focusing there and, and putting the screens down. And we hope that the parks and uh, experiences that are created in this industry would do just that. Um, and so there, there's, there's a challenge. And I think a lot of people right now are trying to figure that out.
0: Well, and that's again, that's the great thing about our industry, particularly, you know, something like a theme park. It gives uh, everyone an excuse to get out. And, uh, you know, I I love whether it's cosplay. For me, it's the only place I I wear my colorful tiki shirts typically. I mean, it's just, you know, you you let people break (laughs) out of uh, their normal roles and guidelines. And, um, you know, I love it. Whether, again, whether that's a, a Cedar Fair park, whether it's a Disney park and as we know increasingly even in the institutional nonprofit museum zoological world you you can have all these great um you know lofty goals and and causes and what have you but again uh, there's just a power to to letting people release those inhibitions play and then open themselves up for some other types of transformation
1: yeah, that's awesome. Well, our guest today uh, knows a thing or two about play. Um, you're going to hear in her voice a passion for story-rich play. Uh, she is an inventor. She's got an inventor's heart for immersive technologies. Um, she's also kind of a Doc Brown, kind of mad scientist type uh, with an eye out for the next big idea. She's earned over 120 patents, including Magic Quest, which is being played in great wolf lodges across the country right now. So are you ready to play, Mel? let's get started we're off again and this time to the iapa show floor for our interview with denise chapman weston denise i'm so excited to have you on the themed attraction podcast it has been a really fun week for me here at iapa um and meeting and connecting with you i i I got to connect with you because I was writing an article for Park Magazine, and uh, they said you sh- you need to talk to Denise Chapman West, and she knows <laughs> this stuff. And uh, I'm so glad that they did, and I'm glad that you agreed to come hang out with me for a little bit.
2: Well, thank you for having me in the article and sitting around the campfire with me here in yeah. Iapa.
1: Yeah, to paint a little picture, uh, we are sitting in front of a medieval-looking uh uh, fire pit that's crackling away. You can probably hear it in the background. Um, in front of a portal-like uh, uh, fireplace door that looks into uh, space. Place. So I, I mean, I mean, this is. We're sitting in a magical yes, moment with a ton is. of people with their name tags and tired feet walking past us. Yes. So if you if you hear, experience any strange noises, that's that's what it is. It's not me and Denise.
2: Yeah. Oh, it could be. Yeah. I mean, be. if you if you actually asked me to do voices. I might do that for. Oh my you. goodness!
1: Mike did one for us a little bit earlier. Mike West. Yeah. So we will we'll give it. Yeah. Give you a chance to. All
2: right, I'll do one. Any
1: chance you throw? Just throw them in whenever right. you want to, and I'll match you. Maybe I and maybe I <laughs> oh gee! <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, so your, your story really fascinated me. Um, I. You're you're an inventor at heart, uh, uh, not yep. just creating experiences like we uh, often talk about in the theme and the entertainment industry, but actually um, taking uh, the great things about the world, putting them together, and inventing things. So tell me about that uh, process and how how you came to be an inventor.
2: Well, um, if you unzip this little zipper over in the back here, <laughs> you'll find out that I'm actually seven years old wearing a lady suit. <laughs> And growing up is really easy to do because I never did. yeah it's funny I've been I was recently listening to some other people talk about the importance of growing up like acting your age and your seasons mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. going into the seasons of your life. And um, all I can think about seasons means change to me, which means you always change. Acting your age is up to what you believe your age is, like what what does it mean to be, I'm fifty-seven, but the seven is more important to me <laughs> than the five before it. And I think it I think what is so delicious about being a seven year old is that we still holding on just a little bit to magical thinking. Right. And we have the ability to rearrange the parts of what we see and arrange them in new ways that lets our imagination sort of take hold of the story and bring something new to it that isn't really sitting in front of you.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: And I, what I love about this industry and what we're able to do with invention around it is the access to bringing other people's imaginations to life, mm-hmm. to let them feel like they are suspending their disbelief and entering into places that only the magic of their imagination is doing. And you can't invent... Unless you think what does people what do what does the individual mind of imagination want Mm. out of being someplace that their normal day doesn't give them. Right. And if you can't go there in in inventing it, then you can't get anyone else to go into their place of leaving their world behind. I also think that the world itself shouldn't be left behind anymore. We should be taking better care of the world. And that's why some of the invention that you and I talked about was, how can we play with making the world a better place? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, we uh, we talked about uh, water parks and, yeah. and uh, utilizing uh, the actual space that a water park is yeah, or a water play exactly. area is. Tell me how that can uh, so give back. So the
2: invention back. of impact attractions, which is a sustainable water park attraction, came from, I don't know, this is my 30th year in water play. Uh, the idea that you play with water and the fact that we have to pump it up to you and give you this play action, and yet the earth itself is giving us yeah. all this energy. Why can't we invite the world to come play with us and give its its energy, its play, yeah. which is I give you sun, I give you wind, yeah. I give the ability to make and create energy and you can give it back. So Impact Attractions is based on the idea that we can create interactive play that utilizes Solar, hydro, mm-hmm. um, wind, and play power yeah. to create our own energy and be sustainable completely off the grid, but give back to the grid. Water parks are, the attraction is there for 365 days out of the year, might not be operating, yeah. but the sun is there yeah. and the wind is there. And if we can give back the rest of the year for all the things that we were grateful for in our summer months of playing, that would be an amazing gift back inviting the world to play with us. That invention is not on the show floor except for here. Right. Because nobody really thought about the fact that we might have 200 guests, but if we add one more, the earth, yeah. what would happen to that invention, that play structure? Inviting
1: the earth to come play with us. Yeah,
2: literally. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that, super. That's where the invention is. a uh, Waking up in the morning and thinking about when I play and when I play with the world that... It, that has the invention of it what do I do to make that connection for the guest mm-hmm. but it is meaningful now it's important for us to think about this especially how much energy we consume as an attraction industry right it's time for us to figure out new inventive ways that brings it forward to the guest so mm-hmm. they can actually feel a part of it yeah. and not only do we, it's not just a message of marketing, like putting it on your rooftops yeah, and yeah, having yeah, yeah. solar, but being a part of it and giving your guests a chance to give back too.
1: Yeah, all that, That's all, that part
2: of the invention. All. The long story, which all good seven-year-olds tell great long stories, <laughs> is that invention really has to take part in believing that something isn't there yet, and yeah. your mind has the capability of bringing it forward. Yeah. It takes a lot of collaboration, so I'm here collaborating with my partners in Weber. My, I have co-founders that are working with me that bring their own invention to the table in a trusting industry that sort of scratches their head and knows, you know, what the heck is she up to next, <laughs> and, and give me an opportunity to show them that we can be Co-collaborators in inventing new experiences by being inventors together. Yeah,
1: I've had a lot of conversations this week about trust and uh, uh, people building the. You build trust with your your audience, the the guests that come. You build trust with the people who are building these. These attractions, Uh, you're building trust with the IPs uh, that you're going to care for uh, their property in a in a really great way, and that that I also see in the relationships here on this floor is that people start to see these people that they know that if they were part of uh, their team, they they could trust that it would. Um, so you, you're forward. actually
2: inspiring something in, in my my thinking about a tool I use as a playologist and trying to understand how everybody comes to the, around the campfire for the same reason, yeah. whether it's the guest or the or the client or myself as the inventor, um, all the teams that are executing it, the technology, the the um, theming, all of that, is that I just realized that we're asking everyone to trust imagination Mm. like not only trust the imagination that i have that i could bring some of these highly technical very diverse ideas to market manufacture and keep it working the trust that the client has that their guests give them with their imagination yeah. so the guest is coming in and saying I'm going to spend this time and money with you I trust my mo- most, one of my most precious things my imagination yeah. with you that you're going to exceed my expectation yeah, that's great and with that whole idea of trusting somebody with your imagination is probably one of the best gifts anyone can give you
1: oh that is, that's I, super
2: because <laughs> I can like, trust me with my safety that's expected mm,
1: yep Yep. But
2: trust somebody you know, with, with, my, with imagination, imagination. imagination. Like, like you can exceed what my mind was hoping could happen. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you know, today we, you go to a movie. And you're gonna. Before you get to the movie, you already have read three reviews that say how horrible or how great it is. And after that, your mind is attached to that. They somehow they were trying to go out there and help you with their imagination, but it's it's impacted by the way people think. And so that. But still, you buy a ticket and you sit down, or you come into this park or this experience you're trusting the yeah
2: yes i so i so that's really a big invention thought just like i'm having it here with you right now oh great Is the invention <laughs> thought that if you are going to trust the creator with your imagination the guest's imagination we better figure out what it is yeah. that they're yeah. imagining yeah. do we ever give the guest the opportunity to say Before I come in here my imagination wishes that or wants this what if we invented a way for people before they come and and, and it's the risk isn't isn't like I expect to take care of my family I want everything from everybody to do the normal marketing questions that a group would ask ask them if you were to trust us with your imagination what would we do to exceed your expectations Yeah, that's great That's great. What would we hear? Yeah. Did and you? what can we invent <laughs> after we hear that from them?
1: Yeah. Oh, like, exactly. I'm, that's that's great. Let's, uh, let's let's start talking to guests about their actual imagination. So, so what super. we're sitting around
2: here with this campfire, we do do that to some extent. I just didn't call it out that that's yeah. what we were doing. So we have a log that you basically tell them stories about things that make you happy mm. or things that you were hoping that when you get what's your b- best like. You know, campfire experience, or your favorite songs, or yeah. you know, what inspire, what colors inspire you to think, you know, uh, magically. Like, yeah. what are those magic colors? And then you take the log, you come up to the campfire, and you place it on the campfire. I will do this for oh, you now, everybody. You get- imagine, okay. and then the campfire will actually recognize mm. when you log in uh, very funny. to the campfire. <laughs> It will take that information about you and integrate it into the story. Oh, that's great. So the personalized experience of being able to look at each other in 360, not having to have active screens or some story that's being shouted at you, but giving it that one premise that when you let us know that information about you, then we're going to take that and bring it into this story that everybody that you're sharing it with is new, yeah. never been done before. Yeah. Your favorite music, singing together and having this experience where you're all looking into each other's eyes and expressions instead of being directed towards this one story that somebody wants to tell you. Yeah, that's really, instead, really it's cool. Instead, it becomes all of your story.
1: Yeah, and I... I- as I've pictured this and read about it a little bit, and and sort of like picked your brain, uh, the we're we're having this. Uh, you're, you're sitting around a fire, and if one person logs in, uh, and another person logs in across from you, say it's mother, father, daughter, son, uh, cousins, their part of the story suddenly enriches the other person's part yeah, of the story. Exactly. And um, exactly. And then causes you to then. Ha- go to your next achievement together that is together. exactly
2: how this started okay yeah. so somewhere down the road we went down this rabbit hole where we said we're going to have to tell a story and I agree to some extent you want somebody to hold your hand and take you yeah. t- to some place where a story comes to life and it affects you and you you know you have a good time in that two hours but it really started with story sharing mm-hmm. I mean Campfire Storytelling is the original theater yeah. Yeah. so being able to bring that back to some extent, have it led a little bit so that, you know, you when you're yeah. kinda lost, you kind of lost, you don't know. Right. 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 That's the same word I was using. So I think that I think there's this like really nice sweet spot between um, inventing the entire story and letting the guests be co-inventors with yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's super. Now, talk to me about this portal, because. I suddenly start. My imagination started going as soon as I kind of got right, the well, gist no, of it. Okay,
2: I'm going to have you first tell right. me. You're, like I'm going to ask, like, what's your imagination yeah. of what you think is going to happen here, and then I'll I'll tell you what is actually okay. this is fixed to do. That's but, good. So okay.
1: okay. So whatever I say. May possibly be way off wrong, <laughs> um, but, but it might lead it, to further yeah. leg like exploration. We're living
2: what I just said, we should be doing with gas. Okay. Okay.
1: So uh, this is a portal. In this, in this case, it's shaped like a like a fireplace, uh, maybe inside of a castle or or something, a doorway out of the castle or into the castle, something like that. That's what it looks like to me. Um, I imagine that when we get up from this fire we each now have a personality that are tied into the system that matches our own personality and we walk through that portal it has ne- it will now sort of assign to us tasks or sort of in the video game sort of technology but it's tied to who and what we said and uh, are here now my imagination says this shouldn't just happen in this room but this could happen when i walk into you know, using Disneyland. If I walk into Tomorrowland, I should pass through a portal and it should start uh, me on a journey in Tomorrowland or into Adventureland. That's, that's where my imagination Woo! goes up a, a, <laughs> a park wide yeah. uh, experience.
2: All right. Well, a little too well, that much. That is exact. Nope, it's called <laughs> Digimy. So okay. you did exactly what it is. So this is the expansion of some of our original inventions that we've done over the last 15, 20 years in gamifying. So we did Magic Quest, which followed you yeah. on with a magic wand as you went into these quests and adventures, earning powers and leveling up and causing special effects. Yeah. So what we've done is we've created more frictionless, recognition technology that mm-hmm. allows us to recognize any prop that you have yeah. and the person and then set you up with what is called your digimy. It's your counter concierge that takes you through the experience. And if you are going to bring up, let's say, let's use the log, for example, and you bring up the log, it knows that you have that, but it will give you the power that you've earned with it around Uh the campfire. So now your campfire log has the power to create fire, which you will need on your adventure throughout the park. So that Digimi, essentially that portal, is a character that sits behind in an alternate universe but helps you in the one that you're in. And that idea came from, as did this one, from my four and a half year old grandson. Yeah. What he what we did when we were watching movie together and I couldn't see his face the whole time I'm staring at the screen yeah. was create the 360 experience around the campfire, yeah. which was really important to me as a grandparent sharing an experience. And then the Digimy happened with my grandson because when putting him to bed he couldn't shut down the screen. I can't get that that screen away from him is like yeah, right. half the task of parenting and grandparenting it really now. Is. So the screen is meant to give you like a digital thrill for just a few five to six sentence, sentence, sentences? Second. Seconds. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then throw you into the park to go on an adventure. Yeah. So the screen time is very limited. Yeah. It's satisfying. But mm. the idea is to get you to play with each other and back into the yeah. park and playing with each other.
1: Oh, that's cool. Now you
2: nailed it. Oh, good. All right, everybody. Let's give them a round of applause, <coughs> oh, thank everybody. They yes, yes, nailed it. That's yeah, exactly I, you what know, it is. At
1: first look, I thought, oh, maybe it's just you interact here in this spot. But then I started to kind of dig into yeah, the imagination and, it, it, and say, wait, no. it doesn't mean that one pop portal. Up, you might
2: open up like a little box and see the portal there. Yeah. You might open up a window and see it. You might open a treasure chest and see it. You'll definitely in mirrors and picture frames wow. and everything. But the idea isn't for you to sit there and touch the screen. We don't, there's no touch screen. There's no, it's just a, it's a, real-time character that interfaces and knows who you are and sets you up on the next adventure or has you try to find something magical, yeah. or please bring back to me at the wooden hole, bring me back the key, and I'll open a new portal for you. Those kinds of adventures.
1: How do you tell a story when people listen with more than their ears? Stories change lives. They make us remember, but only when they are felt and not just heard. Storyland Studios builds the impossible. We turn big ideas into reality. We tell stories in three dimensions to stir the senses so you can walk into places you've only seen in your dreams, in real life, and real time. Storyland's artists, architects, and artisans take stories out of the imagination and build tangible dreams that leave lasting impressions and memories that endure for years. What's your story? Storyland Studios is themed entertainment, destination, design, production, and fabrication. Connect with the team at Storyland Studios to get started building your impossible dream today. Visit storylandstudios.com or call now 800-218-1932. That's 800-218-1932. Storyland Studios, your big idea's best ally. Talk to me a little bit about um, uh, attribute recognition um, thing or, or prop recognition. So Why is that different than, say, the Harry Potter wand or my RFID right. wristband? So
2: um, all the previous technology that we invented uses an embedded yeah. signal, so RFID or IR um, unique identifier. In this case, we're reversing the um, object. So the object isn't throwing a signal. The object is being recognized by pattern, Mm. almost like if you think like a barcode. The idea that the camera can see and recognize the object and you, the person, by feature, not by facial recognition, but recognizing features about the person. So we're not obtrusive and we're not getting into personal data. Yeah, right. But like any good frequent flyer program and acknowledgement of your rewards, you still want to store and keep your (laughs) points under your game name or your avatars For my future visitor or later down the road. But we're not literally work. We're not. um, What we're doing is we're trying to advance the ability to recognize the person and the object they have. And the object could be a cape they're wearing. Right. An insignia they have that they bought that arm band, but it's not an embedded where you actually have to bring in range or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, that we, when we did that article, we were talking even about, uh, doing that at water parks, where people are not yeah. wearing a lot of yeah. uh, attributes yeah. or, or anything yeah. like that. That's and, right. And, you know, recognize my swimsuit yeah. and my hair color or something yes. like that. And then then it can put together that I'm that guy. And not then you the don't RF- have
2: to wear the cumbersome... I mean, <laughs> the invention of the RFID tag is something we did almost 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And I'm... I, I love that. I mean, I'm very very fond of that but I also know it's a friction point point. Right. and right. it makes it more difficult it, there's some things that aren't organic to the play because yeah. you have to like get in range we're not going to uh, exclude what we are what we believe are very important parts of the engagement mm-hmm. process which yeah. is you still have to kind of personally do some things in order for it to recognize it. it's not like simple like big brothering you yeah. you might have to strike a pose yeah, or right, you might have right, to right. wave a certain way yeah. or you might have to actually do a little dance so yeah. you might have something <laughs> that you have to do to engage in order for it to say okay oh, yeah. you, t- we, your secret handshake we know who you are yeah. and now we're going to give you this quest or this reward for participating oh uh,
1: yeah it. that that's really really cool talk to me uh, when I sat down here you had this sort of like um, innate understanding of people and what they're going on. You you asked me, uh, you know, what's my vision? What am I planning to do these days? And I think that's something that we often ask. And there's a lot of next gen uh, uh, students here who are trying to get into this industry. Can you talk to me a little bit about, uh, maybe just sort of in an ad- advice and caring towards. Uh, People who are really curious about how they can invent or be part of this crazy industry. So this is an industry. open
2: invitation to um, anyone come take a peek and look at. I have a lot of young folks that are in my business that mm-hmm. um, I could see some just genuine passion to grow their ideas. So I, I'm, I was lucky enough to uh, partner with people who have been doing this for a while, mm. and um, I was very aggressive and assertive about. Um, bringing my skill sets into the their vision and learn from them first yeah so the first step is to listen me as a as a, a company owner is to ask the questions what are your visions yeah. what do you want to accomplish and to me to put that into my into the memories of what I do as a as a uh, muse, Mm -hmm. as a uh, mentor, and to support the next generation. So at 57, um, I feel like it's my turn to give back and give forward. So not just in taking care of the Earth, but also taking care of people who really want to invent and make something happen. And my advice is to be open, to learn under somebody who's been doing it for 20 to 30 years. Mm help activate their vision and give them the platform that they've been working so hard all these years. You will learn process, you will learn um, in execution, you understand both the, the wonderful gleaming moments of invention and the hard failing moments when it doesn't work. And understand what do you do when that happens, how you collaborate, What how you seek support, and how you reinvent, because that's really, it's never the first time, it's many, many times after. And then make sure you're partnering with people who care about what your long-term vision is so that in the future um, they can be there and you, they can be there to support you, but they can also be there to help you carry your vision yeah, forward. Yeah. So most of the folks in my company now, and they're here now, um, like for example, sitting over there is the guy who's making the swords. Okay. I found him, this is Tyler, and he's holding a, look at how he's pulling the sword apart, right? Yeah. I found him as a Kickstarter. And oh, really? he's a young guy that just started. and He's doing them only on online. So mm-hmm. I ordered all of his um, take apart foam swords, and then I called him up and I said, "This is two weeks ago, come to Iapa. I want to show you my industry. knew nothing about it, yeah. and I'll co create how we would use this invention of yours. Respecting your invention, and." and bring it into our industry. And we'll support you in doing this. Wow. And it, literally, it's happening right here on the yeah. table. So Rick Briggs is there, and he's supporting the um, invention side of it. We did the wands together. Mm-hmm. And then those are my collaborators, and we're now looking at what could we do to make these into a product that work in our industry.
1: Yeah, right that's there. tremendous. Right that's t- really, really and that's cool. that's his
2: vision. So he's here to try to learn our industry. Now I'm going to take his vision yeah. and show him how to create retail products yeah. here in, in, our, in, in the way that we co-collaborate. Yeah,
1: you're building vision upon vision. And, and, and tying it all it, together. It lifts, I mean, it lifts uh, the so, team. Yeah, it foam l-
2: sword dude. What yeah. does that have to do with our business? A lot. If yeah. you know how to connect the dots, yeah. really.
1: Well, I, I, I mean, it'd be fun to talk. To him, you just you kind of think through, you, you know, your the family and friends are saying, you're what are you making foam swords? And then next <laughs> next day, I'm making you know I'm making infinite kingdoms is, now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> swords for a million people going on a cruise ship. Yeah, you know, right? no, like, yeah. I did not think that would happen, did it? What? No, he's literally said, he goes, what is happening to me? <laughs> but I was like, okay, so I'm going to give you a pass, and I, I got a hotel for him, and you're going to come, and you're going to walk through the show, it's going to blow your mind, yep. you're going to be like, oh my God, and then we'll talk at the end of the show, and we'll collectively understand how we would... Grow this business together.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's really that's really a great answer, and I think that if people are listening and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to figure out where their next step is, it just means being open and um, and ready to try, ready to step forward and and you know, believe in yourself because other people are going to believe in you. Yes. somebody's out there who needs exactly what you and,
2: have. And, and I and I and I heed this advice. I hope I don't sound like an old fogey. Maybe this is the five <laughs> before the seven part, but see us as mentors. And, and we sometimes feel like when the, the, the this generation, my generation, it feels sometimes like we're blocking innovation. Yeah. We're not. We're processing it. And we're trying to fit it within cycles of business development yeah. that will enable you to do the best job you can. And although it might... Like, I'm very fast to market, so I'm not one of those people that slows down on process, but there has to be one. Yeah. Because there's business, and there's people that need, that have their own way of doing things, and investors that need to see a return, yeah, and market that needs to drive the gate. And there's so many things in the business world that we've experienced in our 20 30 years that will be helpful when you have a vision we're not trying to blow you off course yeah. <laughs> we're trying to set you on a course that yeah. would really work yeah. but it feels like we're like you know lecturing and being yeah. like ah oh, blah 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 no we're really trying to help yeah. and it's i know that it feels lengthy and processy but there, it will connect. You'll go like, oh, oh yeah. that's why I just went through that whole process of getting to this point. Believe me, I had to do it, too. A lot of construction he adds, fixing a lot of stuff that did not work. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Lots of flathead construction here. <laughs> we take a lot
1: of brain damage. Oh, we, we sure do. Oh,
2: no. Lots of brain damage.
1: Well, I'm so excited uh, to have this chance to you. talk to you. Thank you for oh, coming no, thank on. Thank you. And uh, we're looking forward to having you on again someday. Yeah, so thank just you. Just really, really excited to and see you. Good luck what with your
2: vision. Thank and you. And I really appreciate your imagination. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. We're, 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 I'm
2: glad that we were able to exceed your expectations yeah. and what your imagination hopes this was. We're
1: sharing the trust in one another's <laughs> yeah. imagination. Thank you so
2: much. Thank you. Thanks.
1: Mel, I loved listening to the way Denise seemed to be unshackled by boredom. This person isn't <laughs> bored ever because she really pays attention to the value of play in her life. Um, I like to think of play as sort of this idea of escapism on purpose, like you're on purpose going out and playing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's true because, I mean, um, whether it's child psychologist, anthropologists, biologists, I think they've They've come to definitely understand that play is wired into us yeah. as instinctual. yeah, uh, but then through somehow, I, I think of it as the assembly line, you know, culture, as uh, we grow up, that kind of gets again beaten out of us. And <laughs> That's so right. uh, what I love again about our industry is the idea that we can, uh, as an industry, intentionally facilitate. These opportunities slash excuses, yeah, right. <laughs> for for escapism, <laughs> for play, for reconnection, recreation. Uh, like I said, and um, and again, as a, as adults, as a dad, uh, boy, do I ever? I've come to really understand how uh, intentional you you have to make it. I mean, otherwise, it just you know margins, everything else, just. Really are fighting against that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I personally fight against it. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't know if it's the same for you, for other people in the industry, but sometimes I feel guilty that part of my job is going and going on roller coasters and dark rides things like well, that Well, whether i feel
0: guilty or not I, I have plenty of friends and family that try to make me feel guilty <laughs> that's right. you know, they're a little uh, maybe a little jealous yeah sometimes. that's right they <laughs> well um this has been fun
1: and uh i'm a little bit played out uh ready to go on <laughs> to the next thing maybe i'll find some play in my next task um shall we turn it around and head for the dock let's do it y'all done let's go until next time thanks mel The Themed Attraction Podcast is hosted by Freddie Martin and Mel McGowan. We are super grateful that you enjoy our show. You know, it's an honor for us to interview folks like Denise on your behalf so that we can all learn how to create even better attractions the world over. Would you do us a favor and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts? That helps us get the word out and share the show with many more creatives just like you. We want to thank our guest, Denise Chapman-Weston. Get in touch with her on LinkedIn or find more of her work at InfiniteKingdoms.com. Get access to more stories and interviews at ThemedAttraction.com and Insider's Look at Theme Park Design by Theme Park Designers. Start your own profile, discuss the latest creative advancements, and interact with your fellow theme park designers around the world. Follow the action on Instagram and Twitter at themed attraction, and join our active discussion group on LinkedIn. Connect with Mel by email via mel at storylandstudios.com or follow him on Twitter at Mel McGowan and Instagram at Visioneer. You can find me at freddymartin.net and follow my adventures at Skipper Freddy on Instagram and Twitter. Our theme music was composed by Rob Watson, other music provided by The Lost Dogs. This episode was designed and produced by the one and only Dr. Barry Hill. Barry is the author of Podcast Audio, a new book that helps you take your podcast production to the next level. Microphones, room acoustics, recording tricks, and polishing up that final show file all combine to create world-class podcast audio you can be proud of. Buy it now on Amazon or at rivershorecreative.com. You know, Mel, Barry is always looking out for the best interests of our boat passengers. He asked me to put out this public service announcement, so here goes. Will the listener who lost the roll of $100 bills wrapped in a red rubber band please contact us here at the podcast? We found your rubber band. Thanks for listening, folks.